Hello and good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Cars Unfiltered podcast. This is Tom here, uh, running solo today. So, um, as you may have noticed if you follow our Instagram, we um, got the truck going. We were working on trying to truck out from Detroit to Washington State to meet up with all the awesome guys for the Alcan 5000 Summer Edition. And, yeah we're we're back home. It's Monday and uh today's the day that they're all heading on their adventure to Alaska from Washington. And sadly, we uh we weren't able to get out there. So yeah. So I thought I'd tell everybody a little bit about that um and kind of describe our our experience and what happened and uh yeah, give you guys a little bit of insight there. So I went down to Detroit uh, to meet up with Mike on Wednesday. We originally had planned on leaving on Thursday, and so we thought we'd try and get a day early start because we knew we might have some problems. At that point, the truck was uh, not really tested. Um, It was all put together, and we had gotten some of our final updates. Some of the big updates that we we got put together were uh, changing out the gears in the uh, Columbia two-speed banjo rear uh, differential, and that would give us kind of a, a higher cruising speed, uh, you know, which and better gas mileage and stuff. So uh, that was kind of a last-minute thing, which ultimately was last-minute because it's relatively difficult to find gears for that axle. Um, and I, you know, nineteen thirty-five Ford pickup, it's uh, it's hard to find a lot of parts so that stuff takes time um so yeah uh wednesday morning i go down and uh, me and mike pack everything up and we leave (laughs) and we go around the block and we're having some some troubles on the highway well we don't go around the block we go to get tacos because that's what me and mike do um in detroit for, I, th- I think I think he does it more for me, but we both love love tacos. Um, specifically, not just any tacos. Uh, Taco de Caballo is a um, special taco truck that we uh, that we go to quite often. Um, anyway, we talk about tacos for a long time, but I'll try and keep moving. So um, we go on the highway, and for some reason, like once we start to open it up on the highway, it kind of sputters a little bit towards the high end. So. Um, it's either, you know, it's a fuel delivery problem of some kind. And so we go and we, uh, eat our tacos and we come back and start working on a little bit. We change the jetting in the carburetor, uh, to make it run a little bit richer and, uh, go and test drive it again. And it does seem to help, but it's not, uh, not completely, completely resolved. Also at this point too, we have, uh, an original, not well, no, I period original, I guess, uh, temperature gauge that basically uses red mercury to tell you, you know, how, what temperature the uh, truck is running at. And on the way out there to get tacos, it seemed like it was running kind of high. Um, and we weren't sure exactly what, you know, what was causing that. Mike had tested the gauge before with some, uh, a pot of boiling water to see kind of where, you know, where the gauge would, would settle at different temperatures and uh this seemed like it was running high so we thought the truck was running hot <clears throat> excuse me so uh we come back and uh it's still also like kind of cutting out a little bit um 
And so I think we even, I think we adjusted the jets. We switched jets one more time and that seemed to kind of like help it run a little bit better. So, um, and then we ended up going and getting a different gauge. Um, it, it was crazy. Wednesday was just a crazy day. Uh, Wednesday evening we, we went and, uh, the, the gauge that we got, the stub to, that goes in the block where you put the sensor in, uh, broke off. It was a, you know, a brass fitting and he went to go tighten it up. It was still water, you know, water from the water jacket was coming out and he went to go tighten it up and it just broke off in the head. So that was kind of, kind of how that was going, uh, that day. We also ended up getting a, uh, an electric or a, a laser thermometer that we could go and like point at different parts of the engine and see what temperature, um, things were running at, at least get a better ballpark or a backup from the gauge. Um, so it turned out that, uh, the, the mercury gauge was running a little bit high. Um, but it also turns out that we figured out later on, um, that we weren't thinking about the cooling system quite right. Uh, and, and running the vehicle as hard as we were about to run it, uh, it does make it run a little warm. So we, uh, we got it running a little bit more stable from the fuel delivery perspective or so we thought, and we kind of got an, an idea for the temperature. And so we, uh, packed up and took off. So, um, probably mid Thursday, Thursday morning, something like that, 10 or 11 o'clock after getting everything all put together. So uh, we knew we'd probably have some problems, but we thought, well, we can fix this stuff on the road. Shouldn't be a problem. Uh, you know, we have all the tools and really flat, the, a flathead is not that, uh, the whole, the whole vehicle really is pretty straightforward and, and logical and you can kind of figure stuff out with the exception of mechanical fuel pumps. So, we get driving, um, you know, and for the most part, it's pretty good. We had a little, you know, a few things. We kept having to adjust the brakes because as the brakes were bedding in, you have to adjust them. No big deal. Um, we even, we had to adjust a wheel bearing. Also, we did that while we were getting gas. No big deal. Stuff on, that on other cars, you know, it would you'd have to spend a bit more time on. Uh, this only took, you know, five, ten minutes tops. And so, yeah, things were going pretty good, but our average speed was really not, uh, not looking good. We also kind of started having the sputtering problems again. And so we ended up taking back roads instead of the, uh, the highway and that kind of killed us on time quite a bit, but we didn't want to get, you know, have to pull over on the side of the expressway and try and mess around with stuff because people drive crazy. Uh, one of the things in this truck that's really interesting is it gives you a real appreciation for pe people don't realize how fast they're going. Um, which was kind of interesting. Like I, you know, I'm not necessarily the fastest driver on the highway or expressway. And I've kind of had this, uh, this opinion for a while, but it was definitely solidified when we were parked under an overpass while it was raining and these, you know, 50,000 pound semi tractor trailers were passing us going by us at like 80 miles an hour in the rain um, That was me and Mike both just stood there and we're like each time one would go by we're just like wow, you know um, Just you know just had a different perspective after riding in this this, you know 1930s pickup for a while so we uh, 
we jumped, uh, where did I leave off here? We were still having fuel problems and we were taking, oh yeah, we were taking back roads. Um, and you know, every once in a while we'd have to pull over and we couldn't figure it out. There was a little bit of uh, sediment in the, the fuel bowl. So like we'd go and dump that out, clean the fuel filter screen and it we'd take off and it'd work again. And we couldn't figure out why. In hindsight, it makes a lot of sense. I'm pretty sure we were uh, vapor locking because we were, you know, pushing the mechanical fuel pump pretty hard um, compared to, I think, just, you know, normal, you know, driving around town kind of a situation. So um, trying to debug that took us probably four or five hours. Um, and then eventually we kind of figured it out. And then it took us another little bit of time to get to a place where we could get an electric fuel pump. Um, but we got, we stopped at a Napa where there is a, uh, um, a store clerk there that was super helpful, uh, in helping us get, uh, get, get a fuel pump and get us some tools to help get us, get it installed. Um, which that only took about a half hour, but that was around 7 PM on, uh, on Thursday. And, you know, in those few hours, we'd only covered about 350 miles, um, so, and our average speed was looking at around 36 miles an hour. And the whole time I'm kind of running, you know, have a running tally of how, how far we've gone and how far we have to go still. And uh, at that point, we thought we could make it if we get the fuel stuff, fuel issues sorted out. But it was getting tight, um, real tight. So we uh, got that hooked up and the electric fuel pump and we started off some more and then it started to rain so about 11 o'clock at night um there's this downpour and we realized that the truck was actually not sealed up very well at all the uh we had the windshield cracked open a little bit which on that truck you can you know i think there's a picture on instagram it's kind of cool you can bump the windshield out and get some more ventilation which was actually the truck was really comfortable um for the most part to ride in um except for there was a, probably the only thing that would make it difficult um, was the, the exhaust drone. There was a little bit of a, for some reason, which is it's not loud. The vehicle is not loud, but there's some kind of resonant frequency that just inside the cab um, was, apparently it just was just right or something and just resonated inside the cab, kind of a deep hum, um, a brain penetrating hum. So we... Um, yeah, we, we just, the rain, we drove in the rain for a little bit, um, and it was just water pouring in puddles and we had to keep the windshield cracked a little bit in order to try and keep fog from building up. But in front of, uh, the, the bracing that allows you to open the windshield, there's no seals around that. So I don't think there was originally either. And so that's where water was coming in and in, in buckets basically, um, and this is, was a pretty significant downpour of rain as well. Um, so yeah, that, you know, we pulled over and waited for the rain to pass a little bit. We lost some time there. Um, we only waited probably a half hour or so, but it, you know, every minute was starting to count. Um, so then we, uh, once the rain stopped, we kept going and we stopped at a, at a truck, truck stop in, uh, Rockford after a little while. And the we kind of ran the numbers a few different ways, and I did not see 
any real way where we weren't always a day behind with meeting up with people in Washington. Um, and then also, too, towards the end of the trip there, we started having a different kind of fuel delivery problem. We weren't sure. Either dirt in the tank or um, something restricting, or basically something restricting fuel flow somewhere. So we uh, we kind of just couldn't figure out a way to get the truck there in time uh, at that point um, without, uh, you know, basically an extra two days. So that was kind of it. Like we drove until, and we kept fixing it on the road until the math didn't work anymore to get there. Um, and we were pretty disappointed at that point. It was about, I don't know, 1230 in the morning when we figured that out on Friday. And, um, yeah, so we just, we just had to call it at that point when we were, which actually we, we went a little bit further than that. We, um, we drove until we were about, we, we figured we'd be about a day behind everybody, um, at best, assuming we didn't have any other breakdowns. You know, we also had to get the, uh, the oil changed, um, before we went a whole lot further, you know, and that would take however long it takes to get oil changed someplace another hour or so away. Um, and yeah, so basically we just needed a little bit more time, I think, to get the truck together, um, and the bugs worked out. But, uh, yeah, if we had, you know, I mean, we, it went from bare frame to driving to Rockford in like six months or less, actually. I'd have to go back and look at some of the dates. So Mike put in a ridiculously, a ridiculous amount of time. Mike also has a full-time job. I have a full-time job. So we, uh, you know, it, it just took a little bit longer, you know, than we thought it would. Um, you know, and that's kind of the way it goes. Uh, you have, you know, problems, things crop up. Uh, you know, and they were, you know, things were solved and really quickly, um, the truck really mechanically for the most part is, is really solid. The, like I said, the only thing is just, these are like little running gremlin things that you, that people would run into, you know, as they're driving it. The fuel system issue, I don't think we would have even found until we did, uh, like really long distance pushing it kind of, uh, kind of testing. So, because normal driving around the norm, the mechanical fuel pumps are actually fine. They'll get you, you know, 20, 30 miles at a time, no problem. So, yeah. So, unfortunately, um, the Alcan 5000 is only once every four years for the summer one. And uh, I don't know. Mike, Mike has basically vowed to take this truck on that 2022 uh, Alcan run. So, yeah. That's... Uh, that's going to happen, but it'll be four years from now. Um, we're going to be doing some other stuff. I think uh, Mike is interested in entering the truck. We we still like want to try to do a, a TSD rally. And uh, so we might try and enter one around here and just see, like, get some practice on doing that. Um, I'm also planning on entering the... Uh, um, a an event this winter called the... Uh, I think it's called the snowball run or something like that. It's basically 700. It's a group. It's basically for Raptors, Ford Raptors. 
and they go 700 miles up in the UP, up in the snow. And I hate snow, but I need something to look forward to in the wintertime. So I'm, I think the registration for that opens up September 16th. So I will be registering for that. Uh, and that should be interesting and pretty fun. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll have some time to go hit up some events and stuff before before the uh, the winter hits. And um, yeah, I'm also thinking about uh, entering the Alcan 5000 on my own and taking, uh, I don't, well, I'm not sure yet, maybe I won't uh, give that away, but it's hard. These guys all have really interesting, cool vehicles. And so if I take a vehicle of my own, I'd want to have it be, you know, on par with the level of interesting that they uh that they have so i'm still kind of picking i have an idea for something but i'm still kind of looking around trying to get some ideas so um so yeah we'll uh we'll just have to see what happens and we should have some interesting stuff coming up here um yeah so again me and mike both very sorry that uh we didn't get further uh i feel like we let a lot of people down um but it's kind of kind of the way it goes um we gave it a we gave it our best shot and you know learned a lot and I'm 100% sure that 2022 will be you know as far as Alcan goes will it will be successful and maybe we can even try to be competitive on the on the rally stages themselves so so anyway thanks for uh thanks for listening and uh we'll let you know what more is coming up and maybe we can, uh, at some point here, dive into a little bit more details about uh, if you guys are interested in like really, you know, more deeper details on the things that we uh, worked on in the truck. We can go over that. So until next time, we'll see you later. <laughs>